What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me in the host spotlight. We love her. We missed her. She's back. Rose Locke. Hi. Rose, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Incredible. Uh, He's back with us, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, how are you doing, my friend? Very good. 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 Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Guys, let's jump into uh, Sunday in Review uh, with the new series FPC is doing that I'm very excited about. I like the way the back of the stage looks, Rose. Mm -hmm. It's super awesome. Uh, Acts, the triumph of the gospel. So, Rose, I'm going to come your way first, just kind of initial thoughts on the weekend and uh, some of what we hope to accomplish with that series, even from a creative arts standpoint. I am so excited because I have been spending a lot of time personally in the book of Acts, Mm. and um, I don't know how you do it, Mark. I don't know how you edit, because um, last week after Tim's sermon talking about character studies, I start going through the book of Acts, and oh, all of a sudden, who appears in front of me but Moses? And there are characteristics of Moses that are listed there. So then I start in my own study, start, oh, Moses. And then remembering that he was a humble person from, and then I start looking at the character of Moses. And then I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be an Acts. So then I start flipping <laughs> through Acts some more. And who should appear to me but this wonderful, delightful character, Barnabas. And um, how Barnabas seeks after Paul. Paul leaves and Barnabas goes and finds him and calls him. So the role that Barnabas plays in Paul and what we're going to see happen, I'm just so excited. So I'll, I'll just say, and so for Mark, for you to like lay out the story of um, what God had done from the beginning of time, it's exactly what we're going to see Peter do, right? In chapter, help me Mark, chapter Seven? What book are we studying? Acts. Oh. <laughs> Acts. It's, I mean, Peter Stephen. Did, well, Stephen, Stephen does in Acts 6. Yes, thank you. Stephen is going to do the exact <clears throat> same thing. Chapter 7. Yes, yeah, yeah. se- exact same thing. He's going to lay out for us what God has been doing over time. So mm. this this um, this theme of story and God working through his people is just so amazing in this. So this was a great place to start. I really appreciated the reminder. Yeah. And I appreciated um, the just how God... God, God is silent for that time, and then He reappears. So, yeah. Mark, why why have a week overview of the author that that Tim did, and then another overview of the book itself and kind of the biblical context? Well, I I mean that's maybe the teacher in me, but I I think it's always important to put things in context. Um, I'll be doing that again this week. Um, in fact, I'm going to start. Uh, the message this coming weekend with a map because I'm kind of old school. Sweet. I like a That's map. Mm-hmm. I like to see the whole picture where I'm going. I, I just don't like these GPSs on my phone or in the little <laughs> picture in the car, although I use them. But <clears throat> at some point, I, I want to see the zoom whole out. picture. I yeah. can relate. I'm always trying to figure out how to zoom that thing out so I can oh, see where the next turn is. That's right. <laughs> I, and I, and I just don't want to trust it. I want to see. So yeah, the, I think the Seeing the overall big picture, mm-hmm. I think it's crucial to bring understanding. And ultimately, that's what we're after. Mm-hmm. What has God said? How can we understand it better? Context, big context, and of course, obviously, you know, the immediate context when you do Bible study is crucial. But so is the overarching large context. Um, our global missions ministry for decades has been has focused on a, a thing called creation of Christ, which lays out that 
big picture, you know, uh, yeah. incrementally the the story that's unfolded. Hmm. But yeah, I, I I try to do that in forty minutes, forty five minutes, and yeah, it's hard yeah, to do. Good. But. You were zooming, you were zooming, but it was good, and what? I think it yeah it raises the value of of appreciating where it is in the Bible and. There, there's always a sense of impatience I can sometimes feel of like I just want to read it. I'm so excited to do it, but it's it is a helpful foundation so that when we get there, yeah, it's a, I mean we, this is a story. We're all coming from the same place, and and it's you know it's mm-hmm. you know what the the um, 30, uh, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. It's the forty fourth chapter of the sixty sixth chapter book, and and so you kind of need those other previous chapters of the book the bible um to help us understand that i think um i think something that uh so in 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 our personal stories and in the story of god there are key moments though that are transitional moments in essence right and so i appreciated that one of the importances Mm. of the book of acts is that it's a transitional time and transitions are hard like in our everyday Mm -hmm. lives right and so acts is just this great um example of how we walk through transitions well do you mean how do we how do we move from being a um uh jewish centric faith Hmm. to becoming this faith that is global in a sense and so we we can see how hard of a transition that was yeah we get in those stories oh yeah Stephen is killed killed, because of it um and the um and part of what we're going to be talking about this coming weekend <clears throat> is the Holy Spirit. But that's why in Acts chapter 2, that that outpouring of the Holy Spirit is so crucial because that transition is, um, it, it wasn't only that the early church had to maneuver through it, they were being pushed through it or, or pulled through it through the Spirit of God who was unfolding this, and they just got swept up. We'll get to Peter, you know, in, in chapter 10, in the whole story of Cornelius. He's dumbfounded. He's absolutely dumbfounded. He would never go against his Jewish conscience. And yet God forces him, you know, take, eat. Oh, no, I'll never. I would never do that. So it's a, it's, it's a fun... That is a key concept, is the transitional nature of the book of, of Acts. And I didn't... I, I mentioned that. I don't know how many people caught that in the in the message, but um, um, and I'll mention that more often. But that's crucial. If you, you can't understand the Book of Acts without understanding, in that larger context, it sits there at that uh, kind of that fulcrum point mm-hmm. between the the tipping of the Old Testament into the New, and um, it is. Uh, we have to understand the Book of Acts is a descriptive book. It's not necessarily prescriptive in the sense that it's not a didactic literature. It's historical literature, and it's describing what that transitional and what that early church and when that all began. And um, so applications are going to be challenging because there's certain things, when it's descriptive literature, it's describing something that doesn't necessarily mean Go do it. Go do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it'll be kind of fun to. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking through it in the context of um, the Israelite people. We give them such a hard time <laughs> because the next generation arose and they forgot the teachings of their fathers. Right. And it'll, it'll say, and they did worse 
Mm. than the previous generation, it seems like, time and time again. And I was thinking about that in the context of the church age and the studying of the book of Acts, because how much have we as a church or we as a people forgotten Mm. what our original church fathers discovered through the Holy Spirit or intended from the Holy Spirit. And now new generations arise and we forget, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm excited to be reminded of what that early church looked like, how they operated, how they chose their leaders, just all of the things that, that God instituted in them through the Holy Spirit um, that we have forgotten. Yeah. So. And, and, and if we do a big um, church history sweep, we realized they forgot that stuff only decades, mm. a few decades after you know Acts had even been written, and in those first. Uh, so that doesn't get us off the hook twenty right. centuries later, but um, that's right. And so that's why it's in the in the Word. It's inspired Scripture, and we need to go back to it and uh, and understand what God's heart is. What is the author's intended meaning that he uh, through his servant Luke. Is the unfold uh, of this, and again, that theme that we've talked about is the overarching theme is the triumph of the gospel. That that Jesus said, "Go into the world and make disciples, preach the gospel, the good news about Jesus. Be my witnesses, specifically of my resurrection. I'm alive." And that's what they did. They went and. You know, we've seen it with our own eyes. They said we we we're witnesses to these things, things that we have seen. We, we've we've mm-hmm. seen this and we proclaim it. And that gospel went from Jerusalem and then Judea and Samaria. I just read recently. I'll probably bring this out at some point. And there's debate on this. What was the population of Jerusalem at the time mm-hmm. here of the first century? And there's a whole wide range. I think Josephus had some uh, huge number. Um, some will say upwards to 100, 120,000. Maybe realistically, it might have been more in the 50, 60,000 population. I, I don't know. I did a little research on that, but no one really knows for sure. Hmm. But it does say that there was 3,000 one day. Saved. yeah. And then 5,000, and it says men. So you add, you know, the women and the and children and teens, or they didn't have teenagers back then. That's a modern concept. Isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but it could be upwards to in those early weeks, 15, 10, 15, 20,000 people mm-hmm. had come to Christ. Uh, I mean, the place was exploding. Well, and I shared I shared with you, Mark, that I read an author um, who, mm. who who said in like this author said that one of the important reasons that we study Acts is because one of the proofs that the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. Um is that 12 men exploded like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how does that has to be a work of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Because 12 uneducated basically and, and, men. And if you're Theophilus to whom this book is written and you're maybe in Rome or you're, you're a Roman citizen and you're surrounded by the immensity of the paganism of Rome and though the main persecutors of the early followers of Jesus were the Jewish persecutors, uh, it was beginning to spread by the Roman. I mean, Nero and and the, you know that 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 uh, uh, em, em, empirical persecution was also happening. And you're Theophilus, and you're maybe scratching your head and saying, "Is this thing going to survive?" I mean, <laughs> I I'm a I'm I'm a Nebraska Cornhusker. 
And I tell you what, our Nebraska football team is, it's in meltdown mode. We fired our head coach last week. We fired our defensive coordinator this week. Everybody in the state of Nebraska is saying, do we want to hitch our, and, and, and <laughs> new recruits are jumping the ship because they don't know what's going to happen. Well, think if you were Theophilus and now persecution is happening. And, and Luke writes this amazing two volumes that says, it, it is working. This is real. This is powerful. And it's all part of the plan of God, the golden thread of God's grace. And I, I think with that golden thread, and this is what I appreciate about this past week's sermon, was, yeah, there's the, the triumph of the gospel, but there's a subliminal application, I think, to the book of Acts, and that is just the appreciation of the church. What we are going to learn about God's design for the church and what, what that ecclesia, the called out ones, I mean, it's just... It's invigorating, I think. It raises your awareness, and and you realize I'm a I'm a part of that story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. and I mean, that, you're you're, yeah. you're going to be preaching in Acts two. Oh yeah, forty two through forty seven, mm -hmm. and that what they that's the first kind of statement of what they were doing as they were gathering. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. exciting. Yeah, and and uh, again the. <clears throat> I don't just say the appreciation of the church as in, oh, FBC or some some man-made construct way of doing it, because to your point earlier, the, the modern church is Israelite mentality at times, and we can lose sight of what lose God's away. church is actually supposed to be. And so we're not making this stuff up. It's biblical, yeah. and, and our elders do a good job of that, and our pastors, we, we seek to abide by what the this big-picture grand narrative reveals, uh, and that's what's so cool about having... You mentioned the global missions. We had Scott McMahon go on a couple weeks ago, and then Tim, and now you, and you, me, and Tim are kind of figuring out what this is going to look like mm -hmm. as we preach it. And as we're doing this, Rose, the church is literally coming together to do it, and that's just so exciting to me. Yeah. I think that's re representative in the staging, um, the, the triumph of the gospel, mm -hmm. and that's a great reminder because at the center of it is the cross. That's the gospel to all the world. To all the world. And that's an important theme that's going to come out in Acts as well, right? Yeah. That this is for every man, yeah. every woman, every child. <laughs> this is not this is not an exclusive club that only a few people get to be part of. Which going back to the um, kind of Old Testament overview, that was on the heart of God from the very beginning. Um, mm -hmm. so you take the Abrahamic covenant and there in the 12th chapter of the first book of the Bible. It, in you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. There is worldwide focus right there. So God, God wasn't just focused on his chosen people, Israel. They were the tool. They were the tool. instrument. Yeah. Yeah. And you read through some of the Psalms, and that's so clearly, you know, they are to mm -hmm. be a light to the world. And um, that was lost on the early church initially, the, the Jewish believers initially. That was lost. They had to, we'll find that in Acts 15. They had to convene a big conference uh, with all the head honchos to get together and uh, kind of be reminded of that. So it's, it's a movie, like it's a whole TV show arc that, that happens in Acts. It's so cool to see all of it happen and the, the conversion and then what we get out of, of Paul, the author later on. So much goes on. And, and again, and I, I'm just, I'm just so, so intrigued. I guess Tim just intrigued me with the character studies. So intrigued by the people that like we we talk about Paul, we talk about Peter, we talk about Stephen, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about Barnabas a little bit, you know. What I mean, but when we see what he, Barnabas was just a real when he goes up there to Tarsus to get Paul to bring him back, because Paul kind of walks away. Paul's He's like, crucial. okay, yeah. I quit. You know, not I quit. He didn't say I quit, right, but right. he left, and he went goes up to Tarsus, and Barnabas goes and gets him. Yeah, and where brings would brings him back? Where would know? we be? 
if it hadn't been for Barnabas in those yeah. early early days, he was crucial. He was. When, and Ananias taking, you know, Ananias being willing to risk uh, taking Paul aside and spending that time with Paul, who was the great persecutor. And there was no, Paul could have been lying that he had seen Jesus or Paul, you know, I mean, Paul could have been. Sure. All of those things, but God's spirit leading someone like Ananias to come beside Paul. And I think that is a key thing we're going to see in Acts is that that. What did those people do? What are we called to do as individuals? Mm -hmm. And we are part of the story, what you just said. Yeah. What, what yeah. about like Dorcas, just to mention, or Lydia, the seller of purple dyes? And there's all these wonderful uh, stories. And I, I you know, we're not going to get that in depth. <laughs> I was going to say, you have 40 <laughs> minutes. You have 40 minutes, Mark. No, yeah. and, and, you yeah. know, and, you know, you, we, you, we could spend uh -huh. five years. In the book of Acts, if we want to dig but deep, let's talk with about these church history, though, because um, <clears throat> that we don't, you don't have to. I mean, thank you for open, thank you for having a vision to teach us that, Mark, and thank you for opening the door for us and Tim as well in these ideas. But we don't have to. I, I opened God's. I saw where Stephen talked about Moses and said some things about who Moses was, and then mm. I went and looked them up myself because we have the church fathers who went before and translated his word into our language. So thank you for opening the doors, but you know, let's all agree that we can get in here and we can we can find things and nuggets that God, the Holy Spirit has for us as individuals because it's God's word. I, I had a I had a guy yeah. email me yesterday mm. from a member of the church. I had made some passing comment about Deuteronomy 28. That that's oh, if you understand Deuteronomy 28, you, you understand, understand the, the Old Testament. Testament. <laughs> you do these, yes. obey these, it's blessings, disobey it's curse. You know, it's right there, Deuteronomy 28. So he emails me and says, That intrigued me. So he started studying Deuteronomy and he simply asked, Do you know of some good resources to mm. so there you go. That's what I love about so many people at that Fellowship Bible Church. That's a pretty good email, all things considered. <laughs> I thought it was going the other way. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Dude, around me 28, what are you, lost your mind? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was actually really good. I appreciated that. Um, I was, yeah, made a note of that as well. And that's one of my favorite things. You mentioned this earlier. Where would we be without these people faithfully doing what they did in Acts? This is one of my favorite things to teach teens is we better be pretty glad the gospel spread where we are. I mean, you look at that thing on the back of the stage, the United States is <laughs> way up there on the left, and it just paints this awesome picture of how the gospel has triumphed. And I think we'll learn more about what defines a triumph and what doesn't, too, as we read the book of Acts, because yeah. we can come up with ways to to believe a lie that it isn't working, that God isn't moving. Right, it's just right. exactly, even that's biblical, because the enemy's doing it to us. And in, in the message Sunday, the, the, the last week, the... The golden thread, the, the, the key in, that I tried to bring out over and over again, is the he. So it all does come down to that God has a plan to redeem this whole world back to the uttermost part of the world through a person, and that person mm -hmm. is a son. And it's not a program. It's not a, you know, that's why you don't see a lot of organizational type stuff in, in Acts. You see the story unfolded of the of this organic um, um, living organism empowered by the Spirit of God um, whose primary role is to put the spotlight on the sun. And then what becomes so cool is God graces us with the opportunity to participate. Mm -hmm. Like that's like a present. Mm -hmm. It's not, I mean, 
I guess we could argue the definition of the word responsibility because there is some is. decisions sure. and sure. actions on our part, but at the same time, it's a gift. Yeah. He doesn't God need us. Allows, he wants us. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, that God allows us to share the gospel with someone and allows us to- be to, a part of this plan of yeah. the ages. I had someone tell me um, Sunday, um, they couldn't get through the last half of the sermon because they were in tears. They, they, they just wow. wept because of that thought to think that this massive plan of Almighty God from before the foundations of the earth, this eternal plan of redemption that was unfolding, and we're part of it. We And, and this person was just overwhelmed at that mm. thought. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a... And the other thing that I think is exciting as we get into the book of Acts is, and I think we've kind of said it a little bit here, but is it it it, it is our connection... By, by studying the book of Acts, we are it links us to this this um, this um, movement of God, this body of Christ that for two thousand years, and there were plenty of times in church history where it was so dark that you wondered if that life was even there, but it was. It was, and maybe we needed a reformation in the, you know, in the 16th century to to reinflame it again. But yeah. and uh, that's one of the things I saw, Mark, <clears throat> as you. I I wanted, I sort of wanted to ask this question, but I didn't have a chance to explore it. But as you unfolded, and there were these times of silence, right? There's the mm -hmm. 400 years of silence you mentioned. Um, there's two Before two, Exodus two and, periods of 400 uh -huh. years of silence, and I was thinking through those times of silence. Um, and I was thinking through, uh, like, it's like God, God goes silent for those times, but perhaps just in the nick of time, <laughs> he comes back on the scene to reinvigorate and re-inflame hope in his people yeah. again. And so I was thinking that for some people who maybe are hopeless, you know, because mm. we can all take, start taking, you know, you can watch network TV or mm. you can, you know, you can start taking a, a look at the world around you and some of the things you see happening in the world around you. And you can start to lose hope and you can ask those questions, Mark, like, is this, is this, is the gospel of Jesus Christ real? Are we making an impact? Are we actually um, walking in God's plan? Is that happening? And we can look back on this history and we can say, you know what, God will provide his hope yeah. in his time. And that it doesn't ultimately depend on us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Galatians 4.4, 4, yeah. in the fullness of time, God then sent forth his son. That 400 years of silence before, after Malachi, <clears throat> but at the right time, he broke that yeah. silence. Which and then we can hold on to at the right time. That's right. Yeah. You know, Christ mm -hmm. is going to redeem. And then that ultim ultimate message that we know We've read the final pages. I brought that out at the end. You know, we we know God wins, and mm -hmm. so the the triumph of the gospel. Uh, Jesus said, "You know, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail." And the, we just have that encouragement. Um, but we need to be steadfast and immovable and abound in the work of the Lord. And again, the key is where does that power and presence of God through the Holy Spirit. That was the defining thing. I'll bring that out this coming weekend, but <clears throat> that was the defining thing. What set this period transition and this whole period of the church at beginning in Acts, what sets it apart, what, what is so dynamically exciting compared to the old covenant era is the presence of God yeah. that now dwells. We are the temple, temple. of the Holy right. Spirit. And that makes me think <clears throat> of Ephesians chapter 6. Right? Mm. 
the sword of the spirit. Yeah. So some of those other things, um, you know, breastplate of righteousness, our righteousness, that the Israelites had their form of what righteousness was, right? And so those things, the final thing that is mentioned there is that um, offensive weapon, which mm. is the spirit, right. which appears really actively on the scene here in Acts. Yeah. So to mm. me, that's, I'm excited to hear about Acts and the Holy Spirit thinking also in the context of Ephesians 6. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's good. We'll get there. Yeah. So coming up this week, we'll be able to do a little bit more of an overview of the Spirit and kind of prepare our hearts well for Acts. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to do. So uh, just a couple announcements here. Uh, there is a membership class coming up Friday, September 23rd, uh, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. It's not too late to sign up for that, fbcva.org slash membership. Uh, also, along with that, uh, we started new Biblical Training Center classes this month, so you can visit the library upstairs or go to the website uh, and see those things as well. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up at fbcva.org. Go ahead. I got ahead. a text from Mr. Francis. He oh, sweet. He knew. This. He knew. He knew yeah, I was well, hosting without uh, him, so. We, we just had a really—Mike, um, Lucas, Mark, Francis, and I sat down um, and had a really interesting conversation about mm. our worship teams, how they work, um, and— the point of the conversation was to just remind everybody that choir and orchestra is starting, but there was a lot more meat there than just mm. the choir and orchestra are starting, although that's cool. Um, and we kind of develop in that conversation the pictures of the church that we feel like are present in um, uh, ensembles that sing harmonically. And so it's just mm. a really interesting discussion. I think they're going to release that on Friday. Mm. So oh, cool. if anybody is okay. interested mm. in hearing, um, it's honestly, it's a rare treat. It's a rare treat for the three of us, Mike, Mark, and I, to sit down and really talk about worship and <laughs> yeah. kind of our, our deeper th things about those. So if you have a chance to mm. listen, you might want to. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank so, you. So goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Oh, and we have to do it. I didn't, I didn't know where that was going. He's, he's trying to make us yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Rose, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. You are totally awesome. You. Always a pleasure. Mark, you're the man. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, Sermon Spotlight on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, we pop right up. You can uh, leave some feedback and subscribe so you see us each and every week. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. <laughs>